from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for January 8th, 2023. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's another Sunday night, which means that it's time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy podcasting from a parking lot in Chandler, Arizona tonight as uh, we prepare to uh, update you on what's going on this past weekend about the pairwise rankings. And, of course, another outstanding week of college hockey is before us. My longtime co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful, big palatial estate on Long Island, New York. I'm sure he's kicked back. He's relaxed. His Giants probably played today, and he's uh, he's in a good mood. Paul, how are you? Um, I, who are you talking to? Because I don't know anything about any palatial <laughs> estates. <laughs> That's where you go every time. Nothing about the Giants. The Giants play today. Did they win, lose, draw? Uh, they played a preseason game. Oh, nice. <laughs> kind of like the Arizona Cardinals, you're saying. Well, no, the Giants are in the playoffs. This was a oh, preseason oh. game because um, they, they're they locked into their position and they weren't going to get anybody hurt. Uh, okay. They basically Dang. gave the game to that others that, you know, that northeastern city that I'm not too crazy about. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> Better to not get anybody hurt. Yeah. Well, the Cardinals just let J.J. Watt play the entire game. Why not? Did he play on offense, too? <laughs> I think he did, yeah. I think he quarterbacked. He? Yeah, I think he went on and played wide receiver for a little bit, maybe tight end. I think he finished up as left tackle just to make sure that he got to play as many positions as possible well, before listen, his uh, retirement. I mean, listen, I've had base players that have done that, played one inning at every <laughs> no. position. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe they he had... did not do that. He did nope. not do that. But he did get two sacks or two okay. and a half sacks, something like that. Right. So he he went out on the on the high note. And good for JJ. The uh, the Cardinals uh, miserably bad this year. We'll get the third pick in the draft. But that's that's football talk. We're here to talk hockey. What a great weekend again. The college hockey parody ball well, is right, off the on. charts. All right, hold on. Before we even get to that, I have a a quirky little story to tell. Oh, I love quirky stories. Go ahead. Well, uh, if you're an ASU fan, you know their basketball, their men's basketball team played today, and and they were a nine and a half point favorite against the University of Washington. And with like a minute to go in the game, they're up twenty. And Bobby Hurley empties his bench, and in like thirty seconds or less. All of a sudden, Washington is down by eight points. I'm listening. And, well, <laughs> you know, um, like I said, the 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 Vegas line was nine and a half. So you Ooh. went into that last minute. <sighs> oh, ouch! And and I bring it up for this because on Friday. One of my coworkers is sitting there with his phone and trying to, he goes, oh, I wanted to ask you, where can I bet college hockey? I want to use you as a resource. I said, you are absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> and you have much bigger issues if you're trying to bet college hockey. Yeah, bet college hockey off of my advice. That's the way uh, to do it. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it'd be, well, yeah, I don't know if I'd use your voice, advice either, but. The fact of the matter is... Who said there was going to be an upset on Friday night? Who said that two weeks ago? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All you have to do is look at any version of the standings you want. And 75% of the teams are all within one or two games of 500. Yeah. It is so, crazy. I was so just if, looking if, at the pairwise tonight. If, if, if oh. you if you if you decide that in your infinite, and I use this term very, very, very loosely, wisdom. Whoa! Careful now. Like I said, you and <laughs> okay. your infinite wisdom. Who do you want me to pick for a winner? Decide you want to bet college hockey. You are, you are, you, 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 let's just assume that uh, who to, who to bet is not your bigger issue. Okay. It's just, you're nuts, especially <laughs> this year. Yeah. Parody has been greater in, I mean, uh, it is unbelievable. I mean, college hockey. It is unbelievable. Okay. So where do we want to start tonight? I, I thought, I thought let's do this. Let's uh, we because we had special shows. Um, our producer called it the podcast Palooza uh, that we were doing over the last weekend, uh, driving everybody crazy by constantly being on the airwaves. I have breaking news tonight too. You want that first? Um, let's break it first. Well, first, you know, uh, let's break it first. Uh, whatever. All right, Thursday night. We are starting a new podcast. The Pro Hockey West oh. Report will be a podcast. 
and uh, that's where we, uh, uh, Stephen Marsh and myself, uh, discussed it. And uh, we're not sure if we're going to bring Nick, Nick Maxson on, if he even wants to be on as part of it. But we are going podcasting on Thursday night uh, until until we're totally comfortable with the fact that we can have uh, the studios that we want and, and do the video stuff that we want. We figured that podcasting was the way to go. And the way our numbers are growing um, with college stuff, why not? So the AHL Pacific Division will now be available to you on Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. starting this Thursday with Pro Hockey West Report podcast. Um, How's that? At 7.30 Eastern time? 7.30 Mountain Time. Oh. That's what we brand, baby. 7.30 Mountain Time. Okay. I'll just ask you because you said 7.30. I, not, I'll, I'll be asleep by then, but, you know, hey. Yeah, well, you did a good job sleepwalking through last night, Joe. Well, I, I don't know how I was awake. <laughs> I'll tell you how I was awake. We started talking, and you wanted to listen to those cuts because I had some good cuts, didn't I? Well, that's, I got that's some good pretty, ones, that is, didn't I? That is the truth. I, I did want to listen to the cuts. Yeah, see, um, that kept you awake. That kept yeah. you awake. Well, that and, and the you know, I, I did want to see what the coach had to say about Tim Lovell after he was carted off the, the ice. Yeah, carted um, off the ice, but I understand never left the building. Which is obviously good. Oh, outstanding news. Outstanding you know, news. And, you you want to know how much Coach um, values this program and his players? Uh, during the game, he, he reached back and, and it was announced during the, the press conference that he found his wife in the crowd and told her to go down and be with Tim Lovell because he doesn't have any family here. And he said, if he had to go to the hospital, I wanted to make sure she went with him uh, so he wasn't alone. Okay, I, I, I didn't um, hear who he said. I didn't hear who he said. Uh, yeah, he, he asked Jessica. He gestured to her in the crowd. He found her in the crowd, just, and Jessica knew exactly what he wanted her to do. And uh, she did it. She called uh, the levels, I understand, and and updated them on what the condition was and how things were and all of that. But he didn't have any family here, so coach wanted to make sure that he did not go to the hospital if that's where they went alone. Well, like I said, I I I, I heard the part about him saying something about uh, not wanting him to go to the hospital by himself. He didn't have. Any, I just didn't hear the name or who he would met, who he had said uh, he asked to do that with. I wasn't sure. Uh, until just till you just now, but either way, um, that is the most important news, uh, or the most important thing about the weekend. Uh, the the stuff, anything else is just hockey. So yep, absolutely, absolutely. And there was plenty of those incidents in athletics this week. Oh, wow, it was, was a it, rough was, week. Was it, um, yeah, for that, but and that was the mild one. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of others that we could get into. Um, uh, but we won at this point because there's really um, not much more that we could add. It's pretty much all over social media and everywhere that you look. So, okay. So I want to jump into the pairwise. Let's start with number one, um, Paul's favorite team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, holding down the top spot in the pairwise. We, uh, okay. All right. I, and I then, mean, because I, I want people to know where he stands because there's some big news in the in the pairwise. Uh, and Is we're it? just going to cover our team. I just wanted to get number one out there. Uh, we'll do the top five. I'm not. I don't want to talk about that team. Uh, Minnesota, Quinnipiac, right. Saint Cloud, yeah. Penn State, yeah, and Denver round up the top five. Yeah. If you're going to tell me, Guy Godowski, don't don't throw darts at me or anything like that. But if you're going to tell me that Penn State's better than Denver, I'm going to tell you you're dead wrong. You are dead wrong. 
If you're going to tell me that St. Cloud is better than Denver, I'm also going to tell you you are dead wrong. Um, and, and I don't know about Quinnipiac because I just haven't seen them enough. But um, I can tell you right now that right, stop, Denver stop, getting stop. bumped down because they lost right. to a really good Alaska Fairbanks team is crazy. It's insane. But go ahead. Well, okay. You, first of all, Quinnipiac has one loss, and we're into January already. So stop with that. Who have that's they played, all you Paul? need to, that's Tell me who they play. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter, he says. Yeah, it does 17, matter. 17-1-3. Be- that's because what. Of, because it apparently matter. it mattered that Denver got beat by Alaska Fairbanks. Apparently <sighs> that mattered to bump them down two spots. Whatever. If you, if you, you're. And that was a team that had three weeks off and came in with a really hot Fairbanks listen, team, who, by listen, the way, is going to make some strides. What are we going to argue about tomorrow night, by the way? Because it's not going to be You're changed. Super 16. You're Super 16. That's, yeah, but that, that's, okay, whatever. I mean, if somebody <laughs> I wants just to, wanted to go into this because. Why? Because, I'll tell you, you want to know why Penn State's ahead of Denver? Here, Here's why Penn State's ahead of Denver. Okay? Uh, very simple. Um, Denver seventeen and five, St. Cloud fifteen and five, CC nine and ten, Omaha nine and nine, Duluth nine and ten, Western twelve and nine, North Dakota nine and eight, and Miami seven and eleven. Now let's go back up here. Um, Minnesota sixteen and six, Penn State seventeen and five, Ohio State set fourteen and seven, Michigan State twelve and eleven, Notre Dame ten and ten, and Michigan twelve and seven. That's basically That's the why. same thing. No, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, anyway. It, Listen, I, I'll, I understand you want, numbers you are bet, hard. You want to put betting betting money on this? I'll tell you who will be in the in the Frozen Four, and and it That's won't be Penn same, State, and it won't be St. Cloud. It's not the same argument. Well. That's all I care about. These are the pairwise is how you end up with your frozen four teams, right? Or how you end up with your right your national tournament teams. And right. I'll tell you right now that Denver will not be a two seed. The season's got twenty games to go. Denver or will not be a two seed. Okay. Uh, right now, they're kind of is stuck in the middle. They'll be a one seed somewhere. Well, is there a is there a regional of Loveland? No. Then they might not. But they'll be a still one be seed. a one seed. They'll still be a one seed somewhere. They'll be a top four team when the season maybe. is done. So maybe. No, no, maybe's. They're the maybe. defending champions, and they're right. they're talented, and they'll right. win their way through. Well, they might do that, but it, you can be a two seed and do that. Matter of fact, be they might seed. be better off. They'll if be I'm a David, one seed. If I'm David Carl, I think I'd rather be a two seed. Oh, you're insane. You never want to be a two seed over a one. If you can be a one, take the one every day of the week. Oh, yeah, because coaches are never above or would or are above using you see how we're being disrespected as defending national champions? Stop it. Of course, he would throw that up on the bulletin board in a second. Yeah, they're going to be a one seed and they'll always take the one seed if it's available. Anyway. Well, they might be, but I, they'll, I'll they'll say it there. again. I, just do, wait. Do I think? Go ahead. I mean, you're doing this, and I'm just you asked why, how, how, and why there are five. There were there five, and I'm telling you why Penn State's ahead of them. 
I don't know why St. Cloud is ahead of them too. They have the same they're in the same conference. Well, when I look at the numbers, I see Penn State 17-5-0. I see Denver 17-5-0. I see them with 0.77. I see them with 0.77. Uh, you know, they're identical. Know they are identical. They're, um, they're... Anyway, the only difference is Penn State is just not that good. They're I didn't just say not they were. That good. I know. I'm just saying. I'm talking about the pairwise. I'm not saying about you. Okay, I'll get well, to your. I'll get to your Super 16 next <laughs> tomorrow night, and we'll talk about that. But uh, right now, this is what I'm talking about. But anyway, no, Denver can handle themselves. They don't need me to fight their battles for them. They're no, they're plenty they good on the ice, and they can take care of it. And I'm sure they don't really give a rip around where they are. They just care about when the seeding comes around. They would like to be a one seed somewhere, and they will be a one seed somewhere because from here on out, Paul. They play meaningful hockey games, and they don't have three-week breaks leading into it. And right. that leads me into the number 18 team in the country right now, which is a tie between Minnesota State, who I will see this weekend here at Mullet Arena, and the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. And oh, if you find that other, one— You're looking at that other place again, aren't you? Oh, I'm looking at the USCA Joe. Okay, hold on. So, I pay? Once again— um, I don't know how they can be different. It, it's the pairwise rankings. I, I guess one it would, rankings. I guess, I, yeah, but apparently they are different enough. How can they be different? It's the same company that puts know. them out. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're, you're asking, looking at last week's. <laughs> I'm not. I assume these get updated. Well, I don't know how they could be different because it's they're identical. It's one company that puts them out. Listen, it's just I don't... different different media sources that repeat them or whatever that 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 publicize them or whatever well, maybe they anyway. use a different column i don't, well, know. I don't know minnesota state and because alaska when i look at are holding numbers, down the number 18 spot when i look at the numbers you know and i and i switch back and forth just to see um i'm not i don't know why the numbers are different well what do you have i don't know i have uh, Minnesota State at 18, BC at 19, Providence at 20, and Fairbanks at 21. Whoa, that's not even close. I don't know. One of us has to have the wrong one then. Now I'm concerned because I I just went to the U, USCHO rankings and because that's not even close. That, that's four spots off. Scott, I just I, refreshed I it and I have, I have Minnesota and Minnesota State and Alaska tied at 18, Boston College at 20, RIT 21, Bemidji State actually tied with RIT at 21, then UMass at 23, then Omaha at 24. So Listen, I don't know. I, I, all, I, anyway. all I can tell you, well, here's why, okay? Um, because where you're looking, the the number that they're using is the RPI. The... Or, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, and it looks like that, I and, and I don't know if uh, they're using the RPI or they're using whatever this PCW's column is, which is what it looks like. So I don't know. Well, on the, RPI, on the RPI ranking, they have them at 19. They don't have any ties. 
So they have Minnesota State at 18. They have Alaska at 19. Listen, the only thing I can say is and friends with people, get somebody on. <laughs> I'm not the one that sees any of these people. I'm friends with people. Uh, okay. Anyway, my point being is the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks are for real, and we've been saying that from the start of the season, and people are just now starting year. to figure it out. People, people were telling me at the at the mullet this week, and they're going like, "Yeah, it's that Alaska team. Uh, they're 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 on a kind of a hot streak." I'm going like, "They're a good hockey team. Just take a look at how they're built, how they play." And and some guy asked me some some guy, uh, some guy that should know better asked me. Who's the coach of that team anyway? I'm going like, seriously, dude? You don't know who the coach of Alaska is? Maybe you should look. Um, because in your job, you should probably know who the college coaches are. But anyway. Uh, I don't, I don't know every coach of every team. I know, but it's not your job to know every coach of every team. Scout, you should know who the coaches are. And it shouldn't uh, I, be foreign to you. I only need to know seven coaches. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, anyway, uh, Eric Largan doing a great job with Alaska, and uh, they are continuing to uh, be a thorn in the side of many teams that thought uh, they could they could look at an independent as a pushover. Uh, just ask North Dakota if they thought Lindenwood was a pushover this weekend. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> no, they do. They maybe thought that coming in, but they found out that that team is hard to play against. I. I... The 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 only thing I can say about that is is just and I know the games are sixty minutes long, but unless you get that five minute overtime in a shootout, this well, but um, you know, Lindenwood was up two to one on Friday. And then three to two after the first period. And, you know, I mean, North Dakota also just kept on coming. Um, they, they, they just, at this point, and I know it sounds weird because they've been able to score goals. But they don't have that one guy that's a threat. Yeah, they got a couple guys that would be close, but not. They got a couple of guys that are. Guy. Yeah, and this stuff, you know, this is, you know, uh, listen, and I'll say this, and and I've been saying, this is an expansion team. You know, and and and, and they're not the Vegas Golden Knights expansion team. Well, no, that was a fluke. They're the Kraken. Uh, okay, they're they're a normal, you know, um, and. You know, every game for them is a learning experience. Absolutely. If you don't think that team has learned uh, this year, holy cow. They have played everywhere under the sun. There's not a place in the country that they're going to be afraid of ever. You know, and they just, you know, Lindenwood just at this point doesn't have a Tyler Clevin. Nobody does. (laughs) Even the Ottawa Senators. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, I mean, so... You know, and he had four goals this weekend. He had two on Friday, two on Saturday. You know, and Lindenwood was up two nothing 
after the first period. It was 2-2 two -two after two periods. And you just, you know, they did a job of, of limiting North Dakota's opportunities. But, once again, <laughs> uh, Tyler Clevin said, nope, uh, we can't lose this. I can't. I can't have this. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's not like. On, on Saturday night, Lindenwood had a grand total of 25 shots on goal compared to North Dakota's 43. But I'll sit there and tell you. And that was an upgrade. <laughs> and, and I'll sit there and tell you, they had six of those shots for Lindenwood were in the third period. And, and, I'll, and, and, and I'll tell you that of those six shots that they had on goal, two or three of those were, were top-notch grade-A chances. So it's not like... Um, it's not like they didn't have any opportunities. And even with the 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 limited shots on goal they had Friday night, what they did have were good opportunities. They just couldn't convert. As I saw a lot of that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, um so do you wanna do you wanna ask Frank Saratori about unable to convert? Well, yeah, we'll get to, you know, that Lindenwood, I, I, Lindenwood Air, I thought Air Force played well this weekend. Once again, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't convert. But for like a team said, that also had right not, now. <laughs> no, for a team that hadn't played in a month, you know, I don't think they, you know, once again, we we talked about this on 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 Saturday afternoon. Um, BU only had seven more shots than Air Force on Friday afternoon. Air Force just couldn't finish. Well, let me you know. Let me and, tell you and, about and, and the... BU obviously has guys that are going to play at the next level and. They had a goalie, you know, Air Force had a goalie making his first start. The and team had a goalie who was an Olympian. You know, I mean, like I said, I know what the scores looked like, but I, 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 I thought, I thought if you, if you close, if, if you don't count, I know this sounds stupid, but I really thought Air Force played well, A, for having played in a month. And B, considering that the talent level that they have disadvantage at, you know, almost all the time. You know, BU played the week before. Okay, let me tell you about the four teams that played in the Desert Classic. BU came in as a top-ranked team in the Classic, and everybody was going to take their best shot at them because they all knew it was worth pairwise points. Michigan Tech came in um, a little disappointed with their first game in the GLA, GLI, the Great Lakes Invitational, and they were on a mission to prove that they're a better hockey team than that night and uh, that their record does mean something, and um, that, that was their mission. Air Force came in with knowing that no matter what they did this weekend, would they have liked to have won two games and won the tournament? Absolutely. But, but Frank told me straight up front, he said, you know, 
we don't know what's going to happen this week, but we're trying to use this as a stepping stone because there, there's, you know, they could have won this tournament and beat two great teams and it wouldn't really help them in the pairwise. They're not going to make the tournament on pairwise and no. they know it. So their goal was to come in. And as Frank told me, um, they, they want to use this as a momentum builder to get, get standings of Atlantic hockey. So, uh, let, let's go through this. And then, of course, Sun Devils were, were playing with about as depleted team or the most depleted team Coach Powers has ever had. And um, they they had to battle that uh, even on home ice. But let's, let's go through this for a minute. BU um, probably should have won but didn't win. And, and Tech proved that they needed to win and did win. And Air Force took the steps that they needed, I think, for momentum in Atlanta hockey. And I think the Sun Devils did as good as they could do with the lineup that they had uh, to, to win a game. I mean, Coach Coach said it in the post game. He said, one team's going to win, going to be 2-0, and two teams are going to be 1-1, and one team's going to be 0-2. And, and we didn't want to be the team that was 0-2. Well, obviously not. Um you know, yeah, but um, when you looked at his lineup, he was wondering if he was going to have enough players. Yeah, I know. I I, I know. Um, hope I I don't think they expect to get anybody back, but they can't play. Well, at some point, and we spoke enough about this, but I'll just, you know, until they start getting some of these guys back, at some point he's going to have to play those freshmen. And play a fourth line because he's there's just no way to play another 15 games or whatever the heck it is. Um, they have another 13 games to play with something along those 14, lines. 14. 14. You you can't play 14 games with three lines. You just can't. No, and he's you know he he's going through learning like growing pains now with these freshmen because. They're being put into roles that maybe he didn't want to put them into this early in their career. So they're they're having to take on more, and, and we'll see what they do. They, the advantage they have is they got, um, what, out of the last 14 games, they got 12, 10 are at, at home. Yeah. yeah, okay, so they got 10 at home, so that helps. And um, by the way, I don't I don't know who you were talking to. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, T.J. Semtenfelter or uh, – who else were you talking to? It was Ryan Alexander that Ryan said he liked to play under the palm trees. Yeah, talking <laughs> about having to make trips to Alaska. That's a smart kid right there. <laughs> yeah, he we, says, I don't think that's going to be fun. <laughs> well, because he's right. I mean, that's... He comes from Toronto. I know where he comes from, and there's a reason why he went to ASU. <laughs> that's funny, though, because he went from Toronto to Fargo to ASU, and he said... Yeah, I'm not looking forward to going to Alaska. That doesn't sound like fun. Well, I'm going to ask him. When he comes back from Alaska, I'm going to ask him if he had any fun because I'll guarantee you the scenery that I've been told you see in Alaska is worth the trip, no matter how much snow or cold you have to put up with. Um, Yeah, and I don't know the... Eric Largan, Matt Shazby, are you listening? Because this is Paul Hornstein. It's going to be derogatory towards your state. No, I, I, what I was going to say is I, I don't, I'd have to look at the, the weather history because I don't know if I want to go to Fargo at this time of the year either. I don't. And I have. Yeah, you have. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it might be better no. at Anchorage or Fairbanks. I don't know. It sure might be, you know. Um, 
I don't know for sure either. But anyway, either, either way, <laughs> I, I'm sure that the scenery is great, and and I've heard the same thing about the scenery in Alaska for years. You know, for a long, you know, my whole life. But I'm not going in January or February or December. December? Not going then either. <laughs> okay, Jack. <laughs> Just checking. Even if we get you that nice, nice coat that you have, even though it says Ice Time Hockey Southwest, you still don't want to go? Um, let's talk <laughs> October. You know, we can look at if they want to send us their schedule for next year and they have a home game, say, on October 1st, we can talk about it. Until then, yeah, no. Okay, let's and do listen, this. It's not like I haven't said this to them themselves. Yeah, I know. I know. You're, you're not shy. <laughs> Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's uh, dig into a little bit more of what happened this weekend and dig into what is now officially the start of the conference season because there's there's not any more uh, unless you're an independent. There's no more independent games on your schedule. Pretty much, you're you're playing conferences except for just a few games. So uh, the big time conferences will jump into action here um, this weekend. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey so you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky those sweaty gloves and pads yuck well there's only so much you can do about it but when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent that's easy our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine then air dry overnight and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. 
question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to another episode of College Hockey West Live. It's Sunday night. That's where we react to everything. Uh, Paul and I have been reacting for about 35 minutes so far, and uh, there's still reaction to go because let, let's go to Orno, Maine, where the uh, Alaska Anchorage Seawolves Goodness gracious. Uh, what a tough luck weekend for them. They deserve much better fate than they got. Yeah, I mean, basically they were behind for about 20 seconds the whole weekend and went 0-2. Yeah, just go figure. Poor Matt Chasby. He's got to be pulling his hair out uh, as hard as he's worked to build that team, who who you like to say is an expansion team as well. Yeah. But, uh, and, it's, and it's true. He built it from the ground up. Uh, after being away for a little while. But, man, do you want to play uh, the Seawolves either? Because I don't. Well, you know, you are you're, you're you better be ready to play. I mean, Lowell wasn't. They found out. Right? Um, they said Maine scored with 20 seconds to go on Friday <laughs> night. Yeah, that's. Um, and then on Saturday, uh, all right, Maine scored first. So they were behind for about. 20 seconds and another half uh, when Anchorage tied it up on the power play. Uh, and then, um, <clears throat> so it was 2-1 at the end of the first period. Maine ties it up 2-2. Uh, Maine scores with about four and a half minutes, with about four minutes to go in the third period to take a 3-2 lead. And about 90 seconds later, Anchorage ties it up. So they were behind for a total of about five, f- four minutes. And the entire weekend. The entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, Matt, what a great job they're doing. And keep in mind, folks, this is a team that travels literally across the continent to uh, to, to get from one game to another normally, from Alaska to Orono, Maine. That, that can't be a fun trip either. Well... Well, I don't think they went home after Lowell. No, but I mean, uh, they probably went home after Orono, and that'd be a fun yeah, trip well, back. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I know that most of Hockey East is pretty simple to get to. Uh, there are one or two places in that league that are not, and I, I think Orono is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I would probably agree with you on that. So anyway, that that's uh, what the Sea Wolves did. Um, Denver, of course, split, and uh, I I kind of had that feeling because when you're off for three weeks, it's really hard on Friday night to get ramped up for a team that's been playing at a high level against high-level competition week in and week out, and that's what uh, the Nanooks did to Denver on Friday night. Um, they got a little revenge on Saturday night, and uh, the defending national championships champions showed what they had. Well... When you look at Saturday night's game, all right, um, I think that by the if you if you look at it, it was three to one after the after the after the first period. Neither team scored in the second period, so it was three to one going into the to the third period. Okay, uh, Denver scores about five minutes in on the power play, making it four to four to two, uh, uh, four to one, and comes back a couple of minutes later, makes it 4-2 to two back in the game. 
But after that, it just, you know, I think they just wore out. Because Boy, has that two, ever happened before uh, in I Magnus Arena on Saturday night? Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, it's happened every Saturday night to almost every visiting team. That third so, period, your legs are heavy. So, you know, you're halfway through the third period, and it's only a 4-2 to two game. Okay, so uh, I know the score was seven to two, but you know Denver scores to make it five to two with eight minutes to go in the game, and you're pretty sure that that's where it's over. You know, and and Denver got an empty net goal and a four on four goal late in the third. You know, so I mean I know the score was seven to two, but it wasn't that. You know, it, Denver actually got outshot in the game. Fairbanks outshot Denver thirty to twenty four. Yeah, but, but that's where national championship experience comes into play. Where that comes in, the 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 talent level, the altitude. Yeah, I mean, so and 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 I'll sit here and and I'll tell you not only the altitude, not only the experience, but you can't give Denver eight power plays. No, you certainly cannot. And, <laughs> you can't uh, give Denver eight power plays and, <laughs> and 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 expect to not have that take its toll. I mean, as it is, Fairbanks got five power plays themselves. But unlike the night before, where they got the two power play goals on the five minute major, they went zero for five. Yep. You you that, just you can't give Denver eight power plays. That's, no. That's just ass. You might as well just go stay home if you're going to yep. do that. Yep. That is. Uh... That is for sure a problem. So Fairbanks gets to split at Denver. Uh, I think it was good for both teams. I think uh, Fairbanks needed to uh, to get that win, and I think uh, Denver needed to uh, maybe get handed one so that they could respond and realize that you know what, even if you get three weeks off, can't come back. And and by the way, Sean Barron's played Saturday night. Yeah, no, he did. Um, you know. Uh... You know, kudos to most of those guys in the World Juniors who had games this weekend. You know, they they came back and and played. Kudos to not only not only the players, but did you see uh, Rand Pecknold <laughs> took a three a.m. flight out to get home in time to uh, to watch his son play a game? Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> I did not see that. But that's awesome. Yeah, it's out on his Twitter account. He said, uh, "Proud father moment." His son scored, gave a nice celly, and he goes. Uh, it was happy to leave Halifax at 3 a.m. in order to get home in time for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, as long as he's not driving, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, so anyway, um, that's kind of what happened. Uh, back to the uh, the upcoming games now for the final 15 minutes. Paul, I don't know if you got the schedule in front of you. I hope you do because I'm podcasting from a parking lot and uh, don't have a lot of access to a lot of things other than my microphone, my headset, and my phone. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, what I know is I'm going to be here to see Mike Hastings bring his Minnesota state Mavericks into mullet arena this weekend. And uh, coach Powers said he hoped he would get a player or two back. I think he's leaning towards a guy like possibly Jack Jensen and possibly uh, Tanner Hickey would be the most likely I would say to, uh, to return. Um, yeah, well, I've but that's a guess on my part. I'll now. ask him on Tuesday. I've been hearing it for a while now. I, and, and I mean, I want these guys to come back, obviously, because you know you, you want to play. I mean, 
Um, so we're going to sit here and we're just wait and see. And, um, you know, people didn't know what the story was with uh, Master Simone on, on Saturday when we when we saw the lineup cards. And we're like, okay, why is he the extra forward? I mean, we found out afterwards, but... Um, and by the way, it was not a benching because I was told that by three people that, oh, he must have really been in Powers' doghouse to get sent all the way down there. And I'm going like, jeez, until coach tells me that, I'm not so sure I'm going to believe it. But, And that was not the case. It was it was a case where he almost didn't even dress. He was uh, that, that, I don't know what the term is, uh, beat up, exhausted, whatever. Um, but he did dress and he did sit out the first period. And then he uh, apparently told Coach Powers that he was ready. And, uh, boy, uh, everybody in the building, Paul, can see when 94 is on the ice because he's like a wrecking ball. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's diving. He's tipping pucks. He's taking breakaways. He's doing every single thing he can do to try to help this team win a game. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's – you know, but that's, that's not normal because I said this. I said, give me six Robert Master Simonis and I'll take them all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, you know, I think that, uh, um, you know, you, you're going to have uh, situations like that. I, I mean, he sees that his team's shorthanded, so guys want to play. Um. You know, I, I think and I think that there are a lot of that there are matches, matchups this weekend that are interesting. Um, Who you I got also, next? Let's start with start with one. <laughs> well, I actually, you know, was thought we would save that if that was possible. Um, but that's save fine. it for what? What are we saving it for? <laughs> because I want, we only got fourteen minutes left. No, it's fine. I just I need because things happen and and all right. So you want? I mean, you certainly. I gave the first one. ASU right. hosting Minnesota State and Mike Hastings. Right. Well, It'll be fun to see Mike again. All of the Big Ten matchups will have pairwise implications because Wisconsin's not. Oh, great! You're going with the Big Ten. We have seven teams. We have seven teams that we that we cover. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, Denver's playing Miami. Big Ten homer. Always, whatever. Yeah, right. It's Mike Tuckus. Um, you know, Denver's playing Miami, a team they always seem to struggle with. All right. CC with big pairwise rank implications this weekend going up to St. Cloud. You know, as we get deep into the heavy... Uh, NCHC schedule, and it matters more this year in that league than ever. Boy, does it ever. Does it ever. That home ice, uh, we talked about it since the very start of the year, Paul. That home ice NCHC this year is going to be golden for whoever those top four teams are. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, that's what you're playing for at this point is, is that is that first round being at home. You know, to get to the the, the frozen face-off. Okay. Um, 
you know, every 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 game now is 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 big because it's conference, and these conference standings are so tight. Yeah, that's uh, how we started the show with parody and college hockey. It goes right to the conferences as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always have the standings up when we do this. And uh, are there divisions? Yeah, there's certain divisions like, you know, in Atlantic hockey, the top three have been separated themselves from the bottom seven. But, you know, any game that Air Force plays now, Right when they when they go to Holy Cross this weekend, Friday Sunday by the way, um, you know they they're they're trying to catch Kinesis and having to reschedule those games against Kinesis. Those games are huge. You know, you, yep. If you don't get in the top eight in Atlantic hockey this year, you're not in the postseason tournament. Yeah, you don't even get a chance to play. <laughs> get no. a chance to play in. You're like an independent at that point. Yeah, and you have, you know, my Big Ten homerism. Yeah, right. The other maroon and gold <laughs> team has kind of separated themselves from everybody else in the conference. But still, but, let's give let's give them six teams in the in the tournament because well, they deserve that. Listen, I didn't say I liked it. I'm just telling you the way it looks. I don't, yeah, and I'll tell you the look is not good. Whatever. Well, nobody complained when the NCHC got five teams. Because they deserved it. Well, <laughs> but the computer says so does the Big Ten this year. Oh, and they have computer, three teams. Computer, computer. Well, that's what they go by. Which which version of the computer, obviously, we don't <laughs> yeah. know. But um, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan State are all within two points of each other. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State have played, you know, two less games in Michigan State, but, you know, so th- that's tight. The CCHA, um, Minnesota State quietly back on top, uh, a point ahead of Bowling Green. And, you know, Bemidji State's got four games to make up on those two teams and two games to make up on Michigan Tech. And there's only five points separating those four teams. So every game is going to matter. Uh, Quinnipiac is, is blowing away everybody else in the ECAC, but um, Cornell and Harvard are going to battle down to the end for second place in the league. Uh, Princeton's only one point behind those two teams, but they've played three more league games. So they have an outside shot, but they're not as good as those other two teams. Uh, Hockey East is... Is, is a scramble. Um, and Merrimack and Connecticut are tied for the top spot. Um, and Merrimack needs to rebound in league play. Um, but they've only, they've played four less games than UConn and have the same amount of points. Northeastern, they, they played two less games than Northeastern, a game less than U, and a game less than Providence. So that's where that chase is. Um, and we've already talked about the NCHC. How about our independents? What are our independents doing? We've got Lindenwood, Anchorage, and Fairbanks. What are they doing this weekend, Paul? What about them? <laughs> what are they doing? Who are they playing? 
Anchorage and, and Fairbanks are playing each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So they're off. Yeah. Okay, but that's a couple of weeks away. All right. Uh, Lindenwood, you know, they're going to – I guess he – had to pull up their schedule. I had it, but um, you know uh, they're off this week too. Before they, they come here, they deserve it because they uh, they should have a week off after playing up in North Dakota. I, I don't care what coach uh, says. That was an emotional weekend. I'm sure I don't it was. care. I don't care. He can tell me whatever he wants. I don't believe. Uh, listen, I'm sure it was, but you know, so you know the teams that we have. You know, they're the. The, the conference teams are playing each other or in conference play, which is, you know, uh, CC in Denver and Air Force is in conference play. And the independents are, you know, most of them are, three of them are off in ASU's playing uh, Minnesota State, who is quietly working their way back up the ranks. So. So where, when does Arizona State or do they ever climb over and get above 500 they they go two below they get back to one below two below back to one below i I don't know you're you're can they get over that can they get over that threshold because i'm going to ask coach on tuesday what it's going to take and if there's a way to get over that threshold because they're at 12 losses right now and i think that might be one more than they can have to uh to make the tournament but if not let's uh they can't have any more let's put it this way um when they're and maybe the 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 injuries don't allow them to do it, but you got to get gritty, you got to get dirty, you got to get greasy, because that's how you consistently score goals in hockey. And right now, I'm not, I haven't seen that. And they have to do it two nights in a row. You can't do it one night and not do and, it the uh, other. Yes, because that's going to keep you spinning at that 500 or game below mark and. When you're an independent, you need to uh, go on a run. We talked about that about a month ago, Paul. We said when this home stretch comes, they're going to need to go on a run. And and Coach talked about it, and he's right. They uh, they had a really tough start to the the second half of the season. The teams that they played were were really, excuse me, really good teams, and um, you know they they knew it. I get it. I understand. Uh, so we're going to see what happens. But that's a double-edged sword that you have as an independent. You you want to schedule top teams so you have a right. shot. But if you lose to them, eh, yuck. Well, that's okay because uh, they, 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 that could cease to be a problem very soon. <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going on this. We can't open that can of worms up with six minutes to go on the show. Uh, well, but anyway, no, well, what you, no, no. What do you mean? We, 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 why can't? It's not a can of worms because nothing has happened yet. But are you going to tell us what you know? Well, I'm going to try to, and if you don't cut me off, um, just know that the NCAA convention is supposed to be this week. Or next week, I'm not sure based on the date. No, I think it's probably this week coming up. All right. And the transformation committee, the one that looked at all kinds of things, is really um, throwing some things out there that's going to change things if, if they do it. Give us a few examples because you've got five minutes. Okay. Well, 
here's here's the thing, and not I'm not saying that this will go smoothly, but these are a couple of the things and the things that specifically will affect college hockey. Okay, the transformation committee is telling the NCAA that if you have a uh, a sport that has less than 200 teams that you should have 50% of your teams making the NCAA tournament. If you have more than 200, it'll be it should be 25%. Okay, so you have 63 if uh, Huntsville comes back, 64 uh, and Robert Morris 65. So yeah. Augustana and Augustana 66. Right. So Let's just make it even. Uh, and UNLV, 67? Uh, I need to see that. Um, um, so now you're talking about 32 teams, which is not that much bigger if you think it. It's one extra round. Oh, but it is bigger. It's double. It is bigger. Yeah, I know. It that. is double. Right. So but I know it's, it's one as, extra round, it's but not it's as still un, double. It's, it's not as unwieldy as you think because they have 64 baseball teams making the NCAA tournament. So it's not as unwieldy as you think. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying yeah. that if you get 32 um, teams in with the parity that we have right now, that right. is a great opportunity for teams because you know how close they are. I mean, look at right, just exactly. look who uh, Arizona State's beat. If they exactly. were the number 32 team, do you think anybody wants to be the number one team and play them? No, of course not. Because, once again, hockey, goalie, hot streak, that's fine. But, um, you know, it, it, it would also not force teams into a conference. Maybe it makes it easier for Huntsville to come back as an independent. Because now you don't you're not as desperate for a conference to get in the tournament. Okay. And here's the, to me, the biggest one. Um, the committee is recommending the formation of sports specific management committees. Uh, the management committees will have decision-making power and the ability to move quickly without bureaucratic delays. Is that phrase even allowed in the NCAA? I don't know, but to, to, to not <laughs> never seen it before. I, I I get that, and I and I realize that you probably you know that we we don't have time to get into the nuts and bolts of this. We will. We'll take another show sometime. Well, I as meant as they... I meant tonight. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you said it again. You and Herb Brooks tonight. Yeah, that, no, it's not the same. Um... <laughs> Go back and listen to it tonight. No, that's no, that's completely different phraseology. But anyway, <laughs> um, we had to mention, like I said, that nothing has been decided, but those were the recommendations, and those were the ones that really will affect college hockey um, and might allow for more expansion. Yeah, I like that part. And that all leads to one thing, Paul, chaos. Yes, we love that. <laughs> well, we've, we're going to have that this year. Yeah, I know. I set you up for that one. <laughs> anyway, 
tomorrow the super 16 comes up i got a sneak peek at it folks you're going to love it i thought it was maybe his best work ever yeah i winged I'm not gonna be able to sleep a bit tonight are you after that comment me no i'll hopefully i sleep like a baby <laughs> i got it because i had to get up at 4 30 but you know <laughs> Anyway, uh, Super 16 tomorrow on Analytics and Eyeballs. Paul Hornstein and I will be back with you to uh, to bring you that. One more time, I want to tell you, there is a new show coming your way on Thursday nights. It's the Pro Hockey West Report on podcast form, so you don't want to miss it. We break down everything that is the AHL Pacific Division. Uh, I'm going to have two AHL games this week, Paul. Tuesday and Wednesday night, I'm going to be Tuesday night in Coachella Valley, Wednesday night in San Diego. I'm going to see the Barracuda. I'm going to see the uh, Firebirds, and I'm going to see the Barracuda and the Gulls. Are you week. going to do Tuesday night from the game? Yeah, I might do that. Why not? So I, yeah, okay. I just want to know so I can be prepared because, um, you know, usually I have to set my schedule <laughs> around. I'll let you know about an hour before. Yeah, that's usually about when you tell me. And next Sunday, I'll probably be doing it from a hotel room. So, ah, uh, time to bring the boy back. Yeah, I don't want. Um, you know, he he needs to go back. <laughs> Has he eaten you out of house and home yet? Uh, yes. <laughs> Love but, it. No, Love listen, it. I'm, it's it's he needs. You know, with that's, you know, well, you know, that's um, you know. Um, he's got, he's got to, got to do his. Thing. I hear you. And you know, until they invent teleportation, it's called a vehicle. Yeah, well, he'll have his next year, and it'll be easier for him because he won't feel as trapped. And that's yeah. his biggest. Um, I don't blame him. I don't blame yeah. him. That's hard. That's a hard adjustment. Yeah, I know. I know. So. Okay, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the IceHockeyWest.com network is brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to att.com slash wireless for more details. Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at deserttoyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Behind the masks, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue, uh, Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Koreans and Sweets an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. It's at Liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort, or in town. Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as the iHeartRadio app and the TuneIn app. 
Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Search it all one word, ITHSW podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, help people find the show as best as they can. Behind the Mask, College Hockey, West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. And we're going to uh, clip that little tonight because uh, you've got that down now. It's uh, you and Herb uh, with a tonight. I didn't say it that way. <laughs> I didn't say not tonight, not this game. <laughs> Pretty darn close. Done. You go back and listen to it. <laughs> you go back and listen to it. It slipped out a little tonight. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. One more reminder, the uh, the Analytics and Eyeballs show will feature the uh, Super 16, which I think you are going to love. Paul Hornstein will not sleep a wink tonight. After that pat on the I'm back, he'll asleep. be up all night. I'm already asleep. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Good night.